Hi, welcome back to the We Love Philly podcast. Today we're joined with our We Love Philly students and the We Love Philly manager, me. <laughs> There's nothing on that paper. <laughs> Yo, hold on, hold on. This is episode number 37 with Chief Logistics Officer of The Block Gives Back, Sean Rogue. Welcome to the We Love Philly podcast. We are We Love Philly. Our mission is to promote volunteerism throughout the streets of Philadelphia and bring back the brotherly love to the city of brotherly love. Each week, we bring an individual or organization that's making Philly a better place. We hope you enjoy, and let's dive in. Franklin D. Roosevelt once said, we cannot always build the future for our youth, but we can build the youth for our future. And, bars. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey once said, to move forward, you have to give back. That's probably why she always has those Johns underneath her, jo- <laughs> oh, underneath her chair. And she was like, that's probably- Are we not taking this seriously? Come on. That's great. I'm, pu- I'm putting that in there. <laughs> we hope everyone is safe and healthy with the coronavirus going around. So just stay inside. Make sure you're drinking plenty of fluids. Make sure you're with your loved ones. And we hope everyone is, is seriously staying safe. On this episode of the podcast, we talk about how... Giving back to the community can always be a great thing, and putting smiles on kids' faces is always the right move to go. We also talk about how it only takes a group of friends to start an organization that empowers our community block by block. And if you're enjoying our podcast, please share it to your friends and your family and get us out there. On, we're on iTunes, we're on our website, and we're recently getting our YouTube channel back up and running. If you want to see that more, hit up ex Lord Zan in the DMs on Instagram. Whoa, I'm Denzel too. Hey y'all. We're also creating more vlogs. If you want to see more of that, hit up at Painful Realization on Instagram and tell them what you want to see. Always come back to our main Instagram page at We Love Philly and give us feedback. We enjoy your feedback. And we are coming out with shirts soon. <laughs> shout out to everyone who so is listening to the time. podcast and shout out to our sister group. We love PR. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy this episode with the Black Gives Back, Sean Roke. That's crazy. How are we going to start it? So I heard you feed the block. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to the We Love Philly podcast. Today we're joined with Yadiel. Hi. Destiny. Hi. Nija. Hi. Mr. Aponte. Hello, everyone. And Hansel. Hello, everyone. And today we're interviewing Mr. Rogue, who is the chief logistics officer at The Block Gives Back. And today we have a few questions for him on our lovely podcast. Yadiel? My first question is, how did you get your title of your organization? My title was something that was completely come up with, inspirational on the spot. It doesn't actually have the official implications that you might think. That's just something funny that people like to call me. Oh, that's cool. Well, uh, you know, yeah, I see your, your name and I'm like, oh, this guy's super smart and has a lot of authorities. <laughs> But I hear your organization is really humble. I want to hear more about like what you guys do. Okay, so we try to stay as humble as we can. We call ourselves the degenerate do-gooders. Now, we're not degenerates in the sense like we do terrible stuff, but we're normal, everyday people. 
people. We like to have fun. We always play music at our events. We like to have a good time. We talk to everybody at our events, and we make sure that when we're feeding the homeless, we sit down, we eat with people, we talk with them, we learn their life stories. So we don't just try to give these things out without having any real measurable impact. We talk to everybody at the events. When we go out to uh, clean the streets, we play with all the kids afterwards in the afternoon. We learn their names, we learn their life stories, and we figure out more ways that we can help the community through doing that. So we try to stay as down to earth as possible and realize that we're just average everyday people, but we do have the opportunity to make a difference and implement some of the things that we've learned in our lives for other people. How could I, as a volunteer, come help your organization? And you could send us a DM on Instagram. You could find us on Facebook. It's The Block Gives Back on Instagram and Facebook. You could shoot us an email, theblockgivesback at gmail.com. You can give me a call on my cell phone. You can text me. I don't care. Just hit us up. Uh, I see your organization. I see what you guys do, and it gives me like a really positive energy. And I was wondering what caused you guys to start this. Well, we see people complaining on Facebook, on social media every day about, oh, this isn't right. I, I don't like this in my community. But they're not actually getting up and doing things to make that change. So we said, hey, we're going to not complain about this. We're going to see who else feels like us. We're going to go out and do the things we want to see done. Yeah. Everyone wants change, but no one wants to change. Yeah. Why the degenerate do-gooders? Why do you consider yourself degenerates? We are average everyday people, and I met Hakeem and uh, Kevin at a party. I, I wasn't one of the founding members of the group. met him at a party. We're hanging out in the back. He's like, hey, we're doing a street cleaning tomorrow. You want to come? I said, yeah, I want to come. This is like three years ago. I've been hanging out with those guys you know, every single week since. The organization been up for three years? This is actually going to be our fifth annual four blocks in four weeks, the cleanup that we do. We go around to four blocks in the city each weekend in April. We clean up the street in the morning, and then we have a party on the block in the afternoon to show all the kids, hey, you work hard, you get to play hard. <laughs> Sounds nice. Mm -hmm. Was there something from your childhood that inspired all of this? Well, I would say it's just mostly the way that I was raised. Like, my dad was always a very hard worker and installed a very hard work ethic in me. And I just remember seeing a lot of things as a kid, like you're walking by the park after school and you see somebody in a body bag. You're like eight years old and you don't know really how to deal with that. But what I'm grateful for is that he gave me sort of the strength in myself to kind of advocate for myself to work hard and to know that I could change the things that I didn't like necessarily about my situation. So I want to give other people who maybe they don't have, you know, a solid parent figure in their life just and I'm not some great guy I'm not trying to walk in and be your dad or anything like that if you're on these <laughs> blocks but I'm just trying to say like hey man I wasn't born in Beverly Hills but I've made a way to become a contributing member of society and I'm not a millionaire either but you can make something out of yourself I see here that it says that you're trying to encourage people like who live there to get to work but in your own words can you tell us how you're trying to impact the community we're trying to impact the community by telling people that they can do it themselves. They can make the changes in their life that they want to see. And we're trying to give people the resources they need if they don't have it to start on your own journey. We're not going to be able to do everything. We don't have millions and millions of dollars to give, but we're going to give everything that we can. We're going to try to make sure it impacts people in the most effective way that it possibly can. So when we were doing research for your organization, we saw that you had two main events. You had the four blocks in four weeks. What was that called again? It's called four blocks in four weeks. Oh, this is our fifth that. annual. 
and we're doing four blocks again in four weeks. It's going to be at 2900 Harville Street in Philly. Second week, we're going to 3000 Swanson Street. Third week, we're going to 2900 Kipp Street. And the fourth week, we're wrapping it up at 3400 Wykel Street. Amazing. So we also saw that you have the Peace and Play. So our Peace and Play Day, we have in the summer every year. Probably going to have it at Carmela Playground this year. We had it at Rivera Rec last year. It's a nonviolence event. We have speakers from the community come out, talk about nonviolence, and we have performers come out and perform songs. And we play games. We have music there. We organize kickball and stuff like that. Last year, uh, we did it at the same park where we had uh, built a picnic table with all the kids from the park. And we just have a good time, man. It's, it's really just about love and the community coming together and just having a great day and all with the message of nonviolence. Awesome. How about Feed the Block? How's that different? Well, Feed the Block, we feed the block. You know? <laughs> we, we, go, we go to the block and we feed the block. Home-cooked food? Yeah, yes, sir. We, we prepare it at Moss Playground. We've been doing tacos lately, but we're going to start going back to spaghetti. Then as it starts to get warmer, we're going to be giving out fruit bowls. But we go down to 16th and JFK under Suburban Station. They pushed us to the hub of hope. We'd been given out just right as you walk down to Suburban Station, just the main concourse uh, from 16th and JFK. But the SEPTA police, they told us last time that we weren't allowed to do that anymore. And they said that that law had been in place for over a year. We'd done it more recently than that. But <laughs> the cops actually were very helpful in finding us a place where we could give out food. So they said, okay, the hub of hope, you can do that between these hours. And on the one hand, we thought it's so ridiculous that there's like all these statutes and limitations on when you can give out food to people, when you can provide people with something that they need. But at the same time, we were able to still have the event. They showed us where we could have it. They even, on their little motorized electric scooters, they gave us a ride around with our supplies to the spot where they wanted us to give out food. But it was a good time down there, and everybody seemed to enjoy the food, and they enjoyed the music, and it was a success. Feed the Block is every Saturday of every month currently. So anytime you're looking at your calendar, if you're wondering when that's coming up, don't hesitate to hit us up on Instagram. Like I said, you can DM us. It's The Block Gives Back. On Facebook, where The Block Gives Back. You can message us, we'll respond to you. You can text my phone, it's 215-300-7975. I'll let you know any details you need to know about getting involved with us. If you can bring something, we appreciate it. We will let you know what we need for that particular feeding. But come through. It's uh, Moss Playground is where we do the preparation. That is 5700 Torresdale Avenue. And then we give out the food. So when you come to these blocks, how does the block respond? Does everyone come out? Does everyone come together? Because where we grew up, a lot of people are terrified to speak with their neighbors. They're scared to interact with people. They think that it's not a safe place. So when you go to these blocks, how does the block respond? The block loves us, man. So the whole process for having a block participate in four blocks for four weeks. And for next year, you guys can definitely, if you want to have it on your block, if you're listening to this podcast, you can hit us up and say, hey, my block would be great for this. We have tons of kids on the block, and we have a block captain who can provide a uh, you know, bathroom for volunteers and electric for us to run our speakers. So we go around with a block captain on the block who's usually like a respected person on the block, or even if it's not an official city block captain, it's still just a, a person that people respect on the block. Like They have good relationships. They're nice. 
person that I went around with most recently was uh, Maria from 3000 Swanson Street, and everybody loves her on the block. There was no further questions beyond, oh, hey, Maria, you need me to sign this paper for us to have the street party? Okay, we'll sign it. But we talked to everybody about it, and when we're explaining the whole process, we need to get a street party permit for the city of Philadelphia to allow us to close down the street and have the street cleaning and the party that follows it. And we go around to every single door in the neighborhood. We ask them to sign our petition for the city. And we explain to them, like, hey, we're going to come out in the morning. We're going to clean up the street. And then in the afternoon, we're going to throw a party with the kids and show them that, you know, a hard work pays off. And with that energy, I feel like everybody is just really with it. Like, everybody comes out in the morning. All the kids, not necessarily all the adults, but all the kids will come out in the morning. They'll help clean up the street. And, of course, the kids aren't picking up anything dangerous, like all the needles and stuff like that, like especially around some of our blocks this year. Like that's a huge issue. The adults pick that up. We have sharps containers, and we properly dispose of all the needles that may be left around. But the kids will pick up all the trash, like all the food bags and all the cups and all the you know plastic bags that are blown around in the wind. The kids will pick that up. And then in the afternoon, all the adults come out. And we're, we're making food. We have shirts for all the kids who came out and volunteered. If you don't volunteer, you don't get a shirt. And then <laughs> we, you know, we play games all afternoon. We set up a basketball court and, you know, they catch us out there shooting some pretty hard jumpers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to see if I can dunk again, which the last couple of years hasn't gone so well, but we'll see this year. Yeah. We just have a good time, man. And everybody seems like they love it because what we bring is just strictly positivity. We're not trying to bring any negativity. We're not trying to tell people they got to be any certain type of way we're just trying to get the people who really want to make a change out there to make a change and hey we might as well have a good time while we're doing it yeah okay so it seems like you're doing a great thing for the community how do you emotionally feel like seeing kids happy seeing kids smiling seeing kids like know that you're doing a great thing for the block and that you're trying to like change the community i feel great about it (laughs) all the hours that we all put in everybody who is a main member of the block we all put in at least 10 hours a week, but probably more like 15, 20, something like that. We don't get paid a cent for it. All the gas that we pay for driving to and from all these locations, we don't get reimbursed for none of that. And our reward was seeing like the smile on all these kids' faces and seeing them enjoy. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. My mom is part of an organization and she likes to throw block parties here and there. And honestly, when, it, when she has those block parties, it's like really amazing to see the smile on those kids' faces. She like grills and stuff like that. And then some parents will pitch in and pay for a bouncy house. And I swear I'll see kids that I've never seen the entire three years of me going in and out for school and stuff like that. And of course, you know, I'm in my room, but you know, it, it still brings a smile to my face, you know? So I, I definitely get what you mean. I think the block gives back is really amazing. And there's a lot of blocks around here that would need that. So this is a great thing that you're doing. Well, thanks, man. It is exactly like that. Like people who are your next door neighbors who you may not necessarily ever come into contact with. You see them out at the block party. You're like, hey, what's your name, man? I, I've lived yeah. next door to you for three years. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you might become friends because of it. And uh, I think that's a good thing. That's yeah. weird. I've never seen like there's like neighbors on the block that never come out at all. I've never seen them. Uh, I have a question. How has this thing helped you grow as a person? It's helped me grow as a person to understand there's a lot going on besides myself in the world. Like, I need to focus on other people more than I focus on myself. And that's what I really enjoyed from it. Wow, that's, that's nice. Yeah, I love that you speak on that because there's a 
serious lack in a lot of our neighborhoods and a lot of our blocks of people worrying about other people. So I'm usually greeting students at the front door, right, when they come in for check-in. And I'm seeing students every day throwing trash on the ground. And I'll run down the steps and I'll pick up the trash and run back up the steps to throw it away. And they're like, what are you doing all of that for? I'm like, one day I want you to come here because on this block, three times a week, there's a woman who wakes up at six in the morning and she's on this block, sweeping the entire block, cleaning it for everyone. She's not doing it for a cent. And to have you go on these blocks and let people see that we can really clean this up together. And what's the cleaning part take? Like 25 minutes if you have 10, 15, 20 people to clean up a block? We can usually spend a couple hours on oh. this box. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring out all the volunteers and maybe there'll be a vacant lot. There's like tons of trash. But I understand what you mean. It doesn't take that much effort if everybody commits to doing yeah. it. Yeah, and it's just beautiful to see because a lot of my students and people I've come in contact with, I didn't throw that on the ground. That's not my trash. It's not my problem. But it is once you have children. It is once you're walking around the neighborhood all the time, like you said, there, if there's needles on the ground or broken glass. So just to see you doing it, just to see that woman doing it every morning out front of the school, that changes people's perspectives immediately. She's out there, rain, snow, it doesn't matter. She's cleaning the block all of the time. Do you know who I'm talking about? Have you seen her before? Yeah, I know you're talking about. You've seen her before? It's amazing. I think that's what Philly needs more of is accountability for all of us because once people see that this is a normal thing, that we look out for each other, that's how these blocks change for good. Yeah, absolutely. And there are studies that show that, you know, having a large amount of trash in an area kind of contributes to sort of a feeling of hopelessness that a lot of people have. So that doesn't just affect the person who's throwing away that trash. Obviously, that affects everybody who lives there. And, and one thing about the city of Philly and trash is that I read recently that Philly spent about $1.5 million or probably even more than that on picking up trash. And it's crazy because, it's like, where are they picking up this trash at? It must just be <laughs> in Center City because everywhere you go, you see trash. Yeah. So better city systems definitely need to be implemented to keep that from happening because you go to like New York or something like that, or you go to DC and it doesn't look the way it does here because there's trash cans all over the place. There's city trash cans they actually come and pick up. It's not like, you know, on South Street where they do have some trash cans and they're all overflowing all the time and the thing is stuck out and you can't even push <laughs> it in because it's so filled with trash. But the city does need to take some accountability for that because we do pay our taxes there. But in the meantime, we can't necessarily control that until we vote in the people who can really do make a difference mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But in the meantime, we can do everything that we can. We can get together our communities. We can say, hey, guys, let's go out every Saturday. Let's just clean up for 30 minutes. Like you said, it won't cost you nothing. It won't be no skin off your back. You'll just have a clean neighborhood. All the people walking through will feel better about themselves. All your kids will feel better about themselves. And I feel like that's what we need to agree on. Yeah, I got a question for you, man. So coming from where we come from, we see a lot of kids fall into the wrong path of life and I was just thinking about what you're doing and that's really good you're giving kids another thing to do you know positive keep the negative things away you know because some kids they go out get into the streets and stuff like that I lost plenty of people doing it you know and I'd like what you're doing man just keep the positives we're trying man there, we're, and know? we're showing people like they ain't got to be perfect like you don't have to be some amazing harvard graduate just to be able to contribute to your community you don't have to be born in beverly hills to be a positive person you just have to try to do the right things and we're gonna try to make it fun to do that so it's like it's not cleaning up the street is corny or whatever you know you're cleaning up the street with some older guys who are trying to take you under their wing and we're showing you a good time while we do it we had a kid 
the other day when I was going around to get the signatures for the yeah. uh, street party permit. And he's like, oh, man, I can't leave uh, my porch because I got my ankle bracelet on. And then we were asking him, like, oh, you're going to be off probation by the time the uh, block party rolls around? He's like, yeah, man, I'll be off by then. I'll be out here. And so we felt good about that because this kid is like, oh, yeah, man, I'll finally be off probation by the time you guys have your street cleaning party and I love to be a part of it. So hopefully we make more people feel like this is a cool thing and something they want to be involved yeah. in doing rather than the streets. Yeah. When we were doing research on the Black Gives Back, we came across an article and I read a line that really inspired me. And it's, I don't hear many nonprofits or many organizations say this, but it said in the article that we want to do so well as the block gives back that in the future we no longer exist so when i read that i was like oh wow that's the goal that's the 5 10 15 year plan is we want to do so good that you don't need us anymore can you speak on where that came from yeah so we want to give the tools to kids on these streets to start their own cleanups like uh, jamir on 26th street last year he organized his own street cleanup all we did was come around with the equipment and he got all the signatures himself and he got the whole street party permit in all we had to do was come there with the court and with the music, and he had it all covered. We want to keep building on that to the point where we have 30 different street cleanups going on around the city that we met the person and gave them the plan and the formula to do it, but we weren't even there. They were doing it themselves, and we want that to keep growing and keep building to the point where it's just like, okay, on Saturday, everybody in the neighborhood, we're just going to go out and clean for 30 minutes and we'll have fun the rest of the day. And Tom said that in an interview for the KYW Game Changers Award that we won last year. And we all thought it was hilarious at the time because they kept editing out everything else that he said. So it just looked like we didn't want to be there anymore. But, you know, we do contribute a lot of our time to this, but it's something that we really believe in. And yeah, obviously we would like for it to be, nobody needs us anymore. But until then, we're going to keep doing what we do. And one other thing that I want to talk about while we're on that note is we just got an internship program with the Block Gives Back. So we're on our first wave of interns right now, but there will probably be more opportunities coming up. And you can stay tuned to our Instagram uh, page for that, the Block Gives Back. But we have four interns right now. It's Samaya, Sarah, Jenna, and Logan. And... They're learning how to set their own information tables up. They're learning how to give information to people about the Block Gives Back who want to volunteer. And we're going to show them more about running uh, street cleanings this coming April so that they can maybe go on and do that in the future on their own blocks and other people's blocks. Beautiful. Uh, are you a lifelong Philly resident? I am not. Oh, cool. I, if you can't tell by my accent, I am from Eugene, Oregon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of course, not many people know Eugene, Oregon. But I'm from Eugene, Oregon. I moved out here when I was 22. Is that where Nike was started? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All Phil right. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how long? What You said 2002? No, since I was 22. So I was 22 in 2015. Okay, so you've been here five years. Yeah. I like to ask this question for people who have come into Philly from other places. So in your five years in Philadelphia, what have you seen? What does it make you think? And what does it make you wonder about the future of Philly? What I've seen is a lot of people who want to change the things that are going on around them and make Philly a better place in the future. What it makes me think is that Philly is definitely headed for better places uh, than it's in right now, although it's already a great city, and it makes me hopeful for the future. How is it starting an organization with your best friends? To be completely fair, I didn't actually start it with them. I joined after the fact, but I love all these guys like my brothers. And it feels like we're having a good time while we're also doing something effective. It's like 
everything good rolled into one, man. It's, it's the best feeling in the world. I know exactly what you mean. That's what Wheelie of Philly feels like, except for Yadiel's not my brother. I'm sorry. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm joking. Mr. Ponce is more like a more like a uncle or a dad. He's just family for a while. That's nice. So we like to call this segment the Trinity of Truths. What would you tell your childhood self? Three things and why? Depends on what age. Teenage years. My teenage years, I would have told myself to care more about other people and focus less on myself. I would have told myself not to try to sell drugs because it was a bad idea. I would have told myself a lot more things than three things because I, I made a lot of mistakes <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> but another thing that I would have told myself is to find something that I really enjoy doing and apply myself to that. I would have told myself it's probably just to go straight into the Carpenters Union <laughs> after high school. <laughs> I'd like to take a moment to send some love your way. I appreciate everything that your organization does. To see a problem in our city, it's so easy to just start complaining about it, start pointing the finger, start saying it's this person's fault, this person's fault. But for you to go to the root of where the issues are, to engage the neighbors, to engage the community, and to get them involved to the point where you don't even want to exist in the future because you want to empower people on that level. I think it's an absolutely beautiful thing, and I appreciate uh, your entire organization for doing that. And we're definitely really looking forward to volunteering with you. I believe we're going to come out with you for a Feed the Block. Hey, I appreciate the love, man. And another thing that I want to talk about on the podcast is that we have a bowling event that's actually being run by our interns. It's coming up. It's going to be at Erie Lanes. You can buy a ticket for $15 and it supports our organization and all the things that we do. So if you listen to this podcast, hit us up on Instagram, The Block Gives Back. Buy a ticket. Text me, like I said, 215 300 7975. Buy a ticket. I'll get you into Erie Lanes. It's going to be a good time and it's actually being run by our interns. So you're going to get to see these young people that I've talked about flourishing. All right, and we've got one last question for you. We do this every podcast. What is your definition of love? My definition of love is all the looks that I see on the kids' faces when we come out to their blocks, when we're throwing the party with them after they cleaned up. My definition of love is all the people that I see that we feed when we feed the block, that they're thankful to us, and that they appreciate that we are taking the time to talk to them and to have a meal with them, and we're taking the time to really communicate with everybody in the community. My definition of love is all the people who support us. And also my definition of love is the feeling that you'll get if you come to the block shop Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., 6831 Torresdale Avenue. You can't miss it. We got a new sign up there. 6831 Torresdale Avenue every weekend, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Come, come see us. If you want to help volunteer, we, yeah. d we definitely appreciate it. We always have uh, volunteer opportunities and feed the blocks the next one coming up. We got uh, the four blocks and four weeks cleanups. We always need volunteers at all of our events. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you. Thank you.